0: If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day.
1: Don't be afraid that this is so deserving, and this could all, anything you want could be yours, but you need to know that you really do deserve it.
0: If you're a creative person, if you're a baker, a dancer, a photographer, a screenwriter, an actor, a comedian, a podcaster, and you want to figure out how to make a living doing what you love, this is the show. This is the show don't keep your day job. My name is Kathy Heller and I'm a singer songwriter. I make a living doing what I love and I want that for you. This is the show that's going to help you do that and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies. This is going to help you figure out how to take your creative passion and turn it into a profit. Thanks to RX Bar for supporting the podcast. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS. Get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com/dreamjob and use the promo code dreamjob. That's rxbar.com/dreamjob and promo code dreamjob and dreamjob is all one word. Hi guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just had to say something because it's, today is September 11th and it's something that, you know, it's chilling and it's, it's something that leaves, um, you know, this heaviness inside of all of our hearts. And one thing that I wanted to say that I think is positive, um, that I think is really important not to overlook, is that in the midst of things that are so dark, we see people and goodness and kindness and the lights of this world. We see we see that shine brighter than ever. And my friend Jenny Goldfarb likes to say, and it's really true, that if you took a candle and you placed it in the middle of, you know, high noon, right, in the, in the sunlight, if you put a candle in the sun, you can't really see it. But if you had, you know, a really, really dark room in the middle of the night and you light one candle, it lights up everything, right? And so... Sometimes in the midst of, you know, really bright times, the things that are good, we kind of take for granted and we overlook and we don't really see. But when things get really dark and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of sadness, when people come and they help and they support and there's love and there's kindness, that light, it really, really shines. And so one thing that's similar in every single tragedy, and I I saw it this weekend, even during Hurricane Irma and all the love and all the kindness and all the good things that were happening in Florida and the people who were coming together, you just see the goodness in people. And I, I feel like it's important to to like at least mention it because every single day you turn on the news and you're getting pummeled with so much negativity and you forget, you really forget the magnitude of how much goodness and how many good people and good souls and how the majority of the world is truly good. And I saw a video this weekend of a man who had just bought the last generator at Lowe's in Florida and this woman walks up to try to get a generator and there are no more and she starts to cry because her father is on oxygen and she's like oh my gosh what am I going to do I need a generator and she turns around and this man just hands her his generator and they hug and she just starts to cry and like these are total strangers and these stories there's tons and tons of these stories that happened over the weekend. There's tons of these stories. I remember friends of mine who lived in New York City during 9-11 saying how as bleak and as depressing and as devastating as that event was, and it will always go down as one of the worst days in history, All of my friends said that at the same time, the kindness and the love and the support and the goodness of the people of New York City was so palpable, and the city really felt like a small town in those moments, and people really came together. So I just want to give a shout out to humankind and um, look for the silver lining. That's sort of what I do, and I think it's actually a practical way to live because the more you look for good, and by the way, it's a choice, right? You can choose to see the good or you can choose to see the bad. The more you look for the good, that really fuels you, gives you more energy, and it helps you really direct your efforts in such a positive way. So I wanted to give a little shout out to humankind and to all the kindness and goodness and supportiveness that's been sort of very, very present this last few days during uh, Hurricane Irma and was true during Hurricane Harvey and, um, and how much goodness there is in the world. Okay. So in today's episode, we have someone that I love. Her name is Amy Porterfield. She teaches courses. She is known for helping people to create content, to build lists, to create an audience, to start courses, to figure out how to really um, get the most out of their online presence. She also has a podcast called um, Online Marketing Made Easy, and she really does make it easy. And she really does help you figure out what are the most important pieces to think about when you're creating your, you know, your presence online and, and why that is so crucial for every Every person, whether you you know whatever you're doing, if you're knitting, if you're playing guitar, if you are a photographer, whatever it is, it is so important to create an audience and it is so important to start putting, you know, our attention on how we can create things for ourselves and, and to overlook the online space is crazy because that's where all the attention is. You know, that's where everybody lives on Facebook, on Instagram. So we really need to think about what kinds of content can we be creating? And we're going to talk to Amy today about how to build a list, how to grow your audience, how to create a course, whatever it is that you want to be doing, whatever really specifically works for your business model. It's, it's very important and it's really empowering. When I first learned about her a year ago, I completely changed the way I think about my business. And it's probably one of the reasons, I mean, this podcast wasn't like a direct result, but I think it was something that definitely came as a, as an offshoot of the things I started thinking about once I started listening to Amy and putting some of her ideas into actual practice. So a year ago, This awesome other person who's affected my life, her name is Tiana Gustafson, she reached out to me and she said, I heard you speaking about the music business, and I think that you're amazing, and I think you should teach a course to songwriters who want to figure out how to get their songs to be in TV shows and films and ads the way that you have. And so she said, you should take a class from this woman, Amy Porterfield, and she teaches how to create courses online, and she also teaches list building, how to create an email list, and she also teaches you you know, how to create webinars, and how do you you know, share your content and and really grow an online business. And she has a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. And I thought, oh, what is this whole world? And at first it seemed really overwhelming. And I was writing down like, you know, I was taking notes like a mile a minute. But I got introduced to Amy's world. I took Amy's courses that convert class. I sat myself down. I was eight months pregnant. I created a whole course around songwriting. I didn't even know at the beginning that I had a full you know course of content and that i could put it into its correct syntax and i worked with another songwriter Her name is chelsea davis and i hired chelsea to sort of like help me sift through my notes and she helped me put everything in in order and that was really helpful to have a team you guys it's always really helpful to have a team and we put together this class and i i put it out there and i, I followed amy's advice and she helped me figure out how to build a list at that point i didn't even have one person on an email list i didn't have an email list going and she gave me a lot of ideas you know not me personally i got all of this value while i was part of a group class right and i was so inspired by it and i started to do what she said which was you know Give a lot of free content away that's truly valuable. And the more that you become a go to source where people really feel, you know, that you have something important to say and they're excited to listen to you talk about a particular topic, they're going to be more inclined to, you know, when you do have something to sell, whether it's a class or a book or a program, they'll be more inclined to do it if they feel like they've already gotten real legitimate value from you. So I started to create, you know, cheat sheets and checklists and I started to do videos and they were all free. It was just me putting out content, anything that I thought might be helpful to songwriters. And I followed her advice and I grew my list from like zero to like 8,000, then like 10,000, more and more and more, kept growing. And then I I put out the, the launch and she teaches you how to do this, when to launch your course, when to get people to enroll in it, and what are some of the tactics that really help offer more value so that people can be aware of that. And then, The coolest thing happened, which is people enrolled for the class and they felt like their lives were changed. I got so much feedback. That's extremely powerful. And I feel like so often we either don't have the confidence which is a big part of it. So we don't put things out there because we don't think that we, you know, have something that's valuable enough or we don't know what to do about it. We get overwhelmed, right? But everybody needs a list. Everybody needs an audience, whatever it is, whether you're a baker or a musician or a photographer. At some point, you're going to have something you want people to support, right? Whether it's a piece of artwork or whether it's your shop opening or whether it's a book you're writing. So we need to have an audience in order to send that over to. And the best way to have that is to nurture those people by giving them stuff that they find interesting and valuable for free for a while. Okay, so two things I'm gonna do to help you with this because some of what I'm saying and some of what Amy's gonna say is gonna be a little bit overwhelming um, for some of you. And so I made you something that I think is gonna help streamline all this. So you can go to the iTunes show notes or you can go to the don'tkeepyourdayjob.com website and you can look for it. I made you a worksheet which you can download. So check it out, look in the iTunes show notes or go to the show notes on don'tkeepyourdayjob.com, search for the podcast tab and then look at Amy Porterfield's episode. You should see in the show notes there all also, a link to this worksheet. You can download a worksheet, and in this worksheet, I'm gonna help you figure out what kind of content might you have to share, what kinds of things do you have inside of you that you can start putting out there? Because sometimes you do have so much you're really passionate about, and you have a topic that you could talk about for days, and things that you could be, you know, sharing with other people that other people would think are really valuable that you might be overlooking. So I made you guys a worksheet to help you kind of drill down and to, to get to the next step. Also, Every week I'm doing these Facebook Lives and I'll be doing one this coming Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. That's at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. And we can talk about all of this stuff in more detail. We can talk about what's the technical stuff that you need. Do you need leadpages.net? Do you need Zoom video? Do you need Skype? Do you need ScreenFlow? What kinds of technical things might you need? What kinds of things can help you move this forward? And I can walk you through all that and we can talk about it in more detail on Facebook Live, this Thursday, come join me at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and go ahead and download the worksheet because this is going to help you start getting the wheels in motion and getting things going. Okay, this episode is supported by RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients and no BS, no added sugar, artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. RX bars are gluten free, soy free, and dairy free. They're made with a few simple clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose, and real food ingredients actually taste really good. They come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. So, whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX Bar for you. These are perfect for breakfast on the go, a snack at the office, or if you need a little extra energy boost for the gym. So, my favorite flavor is the peanut butter chocolate. It's delicious. What I love is that while I'm eating it, I can tell it's not packed with things that are artificial and, and it just it makes me feel better about eating it. So, try them out, get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com/dreamjob and use promo code dreamjob, all one word, dreamjob. That's rxbar.com/dreamjob and then the promo code is dreamjob. Okay, so I'm so excited that Amy's here. Let's hear what she has to say. Um, if you guys want to work on the worksheet that we have prepared for you, which I think is truly helpful, go to the show notes on iTunes or go to the show notes for this episode on com. Click on podcast, look at the Amy Porterfield episode and you can download this worksheet there. I have to start by telling you, and this is about you, even though it's going to sound like it's about me. I think you are the best in the business. I think you're the oh real my deal. Goodness. And I want my listeners to know that this isn't a product placement. This is a true testimonial. I took your class last June. I was pregnant with my daughter. I launched it July 12th, and the class has made close to $400,000. What are you talking about? Is that insane? And you did it while (laughs) you were pregnant. And then I a baby. You are such a brilliant teacher so i can't believe that we get to
1: have you on the show well i'm honored and so excited for your success
0: so we're gonna now make this all about you and i want to ask so first of all before we get into it you yourself uh quit your day job and created a massive sparkly delicious business (laughs) so let's talk about that for a second where did this start for you? Okay,
1: you... so I never, ever in a million years thought I would be an entrepreneur, wasn't even on my radar. That's I never crazy. thought I had any any kind of skill set that would translate into being my own boss. And I started out my marketing career working for Harley Davidson Motorcycles at a dealership level. So it's not like I was even at corporate, but I was <laughs> at a dealership level in Santa Barbara and Ventura area in California. And I learned a lot about marketing because Harley Davidson has a tribe. I mean, they know how to do it. to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was during their 100th anniversary. So there's a lot going on. I got to plan these events and do marketing campaigns. And it was awesome. However, right around that time, I had broken up with a boyfriend, was devastated, sleeping on my couch at night because I couldn't sleep, so I was watching infomercials, (laughs) and I started to watch these infomercials from Tony Robbins, and... Every night they would come on and I thought like, who is this guy? This is crazy. This is a bunch of hype. And then I really got into it. I went to the local library. This tells you how long ago this was. And I got some DVDs of his and started listening to them on the way into work because I was so depressed and devastated. And I fell in love with everything he had to say and completely turned things around. Like my mom said, you are a different person after going through this audio program of wow, his. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was big. It was the first time I had done something and I really saw a huge difference in terms of personal development. Yep. So of course, I'm the kind that if I like something a lot, I want to go be involved in it. And I went to a Tony Robbins event. I loved it and I decided I need to work for him. So, kind of fast forward, I got an offer. It was a really low offer and I think I swear I think it was around $30,000, but I got I was told I got to travel the world with Tony and be what is called a creative coordinator, work on the content and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. And I thought I can't do it. It's about 30,000 less than I was making at the time at Harley, and so I passed on it. And it came back to me as a director job in the same department, way more money and just really exactly what I wanted. So first lesson for me was I'm so glad I held out even wow. when I wasn't you know, in a position to kind of will and deal anybody. I just kind of waited and yep. I got this great opportunity. So I started working for Tony Robbins for six and a half years. I got to travel the world with him. Oh I got God. to work on the content that he did on stage and also in his digital products. And it was life-changing. So life-changing. Hardest job I've ever had in my life. I tease that I might (laughs) have lost a few years off my life due to the stress, but it was incredible. And what was the kind of the pivotal moment for me to move into what I'm doing now is that Tony had a meeting with a bunch of internet entrepreneurs. And For those that aren't kind of in my world, these names might not mean anything, but just in case, Brendan Bouchard, Frank Kern, Jeff Walker, Evan Pagan, big names, as you know. Yeah. So these guys were at the table and in the San Diego office, and I literally, this is how humbling it was, I was like a fly on the wall because I was at another desk. I wasn't even at the main table. I was taking notes, and that's why I was in the meeting. I was, like, in a dark little corner, and Tony went around and said, tell me about your online businesses because we had done so many physical products and events that online marketing wasn't something that we were really good at yet. Mm -hmm. So these guys went around and talked about their businesses. But what I heard is they talked about their freedom and their lifestyle and their opportunity Mm. to create what they wanted to create in a way that they wanted to do it. And my ears perked up and I thought, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I need some of that. So for about the next year, I started to kind of position myself in the Robbins organization to be more in the online marketing world, got to work on some big campaigns, and slowly but surely with Baby Steps, I edged my way out and started my own online marketing business, first around social media, and then now I do more list building, product creation, and webinars to promote those. So it's changed over the years, but that's how it started. It's amazing to hear
0: it because... I think I had heard that that was your story, that you'd worked for him. But you give me that same high. Like I've been to the Tony Robbins events and I wouldn't say I'm a groupie, but I'm definitely like my mind is open to him. And when I've seen him, I realize yeah. how genuine he is. Like he'll like start to cry. He really cares. But your classes It's not like you just leave and you're like, I'm so inspired. What the heck do I do? It's like, no, here's exactly what you do. So I feel like with with your copy, it's so relatable. It's fun. I feel like I can hear you right off the page. Like you're always like, hey, I'm Amy. I'm so glad you're here. You know, Um, (laughs) how can we like understand that? Because I feel like so many people's copy, it's not even them. Like the way we write, all of a sudden we get very like formal and businessy. How do you write in a way that you attract the person you really want to attract?
1: I think a lot of the times for me, what I've done is I always talk to just one person. Now, this gets into that whole idea of your ideal customer avatar. And so many of my students get stuck here. Who are you talking to? What do they need from you? Uh, Who are they? I encourage you to create this avatar, like give her a name or him a name. How old are they? Do they have a family? What kind of car do they drive? What magazines and books do they read? All that stuff. Now, most people are like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. And what I say is, let's just take what Tony Robbins says is an educated guess. Just take an educated guess on what you know right now. And then it can evolve. Like my avatar is dramatically different today than who I thought she was way back when. But you have to start somewhere. And so I, I created that. this That's avatar. So freeing. Just take an educated guess. Yes. Don't try to be so hard on yourself
0: about it. Completely. And, and you'll know when it's not right and you'll fix it. You know what else I learned from you that has to do with writing, which has freed me up in so many areas of my life? In your Courses That Convert class, which everybody should take, um... <laughs> I, once I took it, I was like, everybody has a course in them. Seriously. Yes,
1: I agree. I agree. <laughs> but
0: um, one of the things that you talk about, it was such a simple piece of it. It wasn't even like one of the main headings, but it was so helpful where you talked about just allow yourself to like brain dump and then on in a Google Doc and then go back and then take out the best parts. Don't like try to create the finished thing while you're writing it. Don't edit and write at the same time. Can you talk yes. about that a little bit?
1: Yes. Okay. So this I learned way back when, and it was so helpful to me that when I went for it, you know, Brene Brown, I won't use the dirty word, but she calls it um, a stormy first draft. And the word stormy, she says in front of kids, she uses the other word in front of adults, but you've got to do that stormy first draft first. And not let yourself edit anything for two reasons. One, most of us try to be perfectionists, so the creativity won't flow because we're editing this word or that word or this paragraph, and then it never really fully gets developed. But also, you never know what might come up if you just let yourself free. So Mm. I just kind of just let it all come out into my Google Doc, any idea I have, nothing's good, nothing's bad, and I just write and write and write till I literally have nothing else to say around the topic. Then I'll go back, I actually have to walk away, take a walk, get a drink of water, whatever it might be, clear my mind then come back and I can start shaping it and cleaning it up. But if you don't do that stormy first draft first, I promise you, you've got really good stuff left inside you. That's completely blocked. That just won't ever come. That's such a powerful life lesson because I hear so
0: often from our listeners that, um, one, one girl wrote in last week and she's like, she wanted to create a blog. She's like, I can't even come up with the title of the blog. So I haven't started, you know, or yes. somebody else was like, well, I don't know how to describe my product. So I haven't started or until they know every single step and that they can do it all perfectly. They don't start. So, so what? True. what's your advice for that? I feel like
1: that is such um, a common thing. It really is. So two things. One If you are thinking, I've got to have, let's say, perfect example, the title of my blog before I get started, so I haven't even started, (laughs) I can promise you that somebody else is saying, screw it. I'm just going to put any title Mm -hmm. I come up with, I'm going to start writing, and then I'm going to fix it. They will be so much more successful than you. And this is kind of a little tough love because they just started. And so people will pass you by. So if you're competitive like me in any sort, the idea that somebody else can get a leg up just because I'm stuck on something that in the long run really will not be important, I just have to push myself. And I've had those moments too where I'm just like, Amy, just stop with this and just move. Everybody, of course. Yeah, that momentum is what literally separates the winners from the losers in terms of who actually gets to the completion line of whatever they're working on. Right. So you've got to get that momentum. So that's, that's the one thing. Let's talk about in terms of
0: content creation, Like this is something that I've learned is so essential, right? Instead of, everyone's always waiting. Like somebody just said to me that she wanted to start a coaching business. She right now has a full-time job where she's like a trainer. She trains people in different companies. Um, and she wants to like leave eventually and start a coaching business. And she's like, well, how will I get customers? And it's just so scary. So I guess i'll just stay and and i said i think what you do is like you create content around yourself and then um people find you but can you talk about that because i'm i'm just learning that you're somebody who lives that and teaches that so if you wanted to start something why is content creation so essential and how is that the strategy to building a path for people to come find you and what pieces of content would you focus on first if you're just starting
1: Okay, such a good question. So content creation, and just so everybody's really clear, we're talking about writing blogs or creating podcast episodes yes. and putting things on social media, um, writing for other people's blogs, just putting your original content out there. And I tell my students that they should be doing this on a weekly basis. Now, that might be something you need to work up to, but that's like the angle. Every single week, you're coming out with some new original content. The reason that's so important for two reasons. One, When you put your ideas and insights and tips and tricks and strategies out there, you are essentially telling somebody, this is how you do it. Here's how you get results or here's how you meet the desires you want or whatever it might be. So you become the go-to source for people out there looking for answers in this area. So they start to gravitate toward you. They might search for you and find you in Google search or see something you posted on social media or watched a video of yours. But that's how you're pulling them in. You're talking about the things that are keeping them up at night, they're struggling with, they're looking for answers. Now, the second part of that content creation is, as you create content on a consistent basis, you are finding your own voice. You're perfecting your message. You're finally figuring out what you want to say and how you want to say it. So Mm -hmm. it gives you this extra confidence that all beginner entrepreneurs need in the beginning to kind of get that momentum you start writing, you start podcasting, whatever it might be, you'll find your voice and you'll become way more confident in sharing those insights and opinions even more so. So it helps you and it helps your audience. But you had a really great question in the sense of, so you put the content out there and then is that how people find you? Kind of, but... In addition to that, I do believe that these days online, we have to go above and beyond. So before you could write a really great blog post and you could maybe even post about it on social media and you get some pretty good traffic. These days, you do have to go above and beyond. So what that means is maybe you write a really great blog post, but then you jump on Facebook Live and you talk about maybe one element from that blog post and you drive more traffic to it. Got it. Or maybe you create a piece of content and then you actually set up a Facebook ad and drive some traffic to it. Or you jump on Insta Stories and you talk about it. So typically incorporating some video, whether it be live or recorded, or going above and beyond just that blog post, I I do believe that we need to do more so than just write the content and hope that people will come. Right.
0: And if you create a Facebook Live you talk a lot about Facebook groups. So let's talk about that for a second.
1: I love Facebook groups. So
0: tell us about that. So you should start a Facebook group and then how do you keep them engaged? What's like a good rule of thumb?
1: Like how to keep everybody happy Yes. Okay. So when I talk about Facebook groups, I talk about two kinds. One would be the um, free Facebook community. Anybody can join. You are typically the leader, the go-to person in that group. And then I have other groups where if you buy one of my courses, you get access to a private Facebook group. I love the idea of creating a community around a specific topic. And what's great is Facebook will work in your favor. If you create a Facebook group around a specific topic, they'll push it out to people in your newsfeed and beyond to friends of your friends and all that good stuff. Uh So you can find people that way. But also, I have a good friend who has a Facebook group, and she talks about it in the signature of her email. She talks about it in videos on her Facebook page. She even talks about it on Instagram. Uh Come on over. I've got this Facebook group. This is what we're talking about today. Now, what's important is once people join this group, I think you got to have a plan. And that plan (laughs) really is around what kind of themes do you want to talk about and get people talking about inside your group? And you're going to have to go first for a while, meaning... If you ask a question in the group, you're going to have to answer it before everybody else. Or you jump on live on a video inside your Facebook group, you are the person that it's going to go first. You're going to tell your story. You're going to talk about your struggles and encourage them to do the same. But in the beginning, when there's not a lot of people and it's new, you are doing a lot of work to kind of get things going. Yeah. How often do you think you should be posting I would love it if I had a private free Facebook group. I don't because I have so many of the other type of groups I talked about. (laughs) But if I had a free community, open Facebook group is what I mean. I think I'd show up probably every day. Now, that doesn't mean live on video. Let's not get crazy. But I think showing up, even just engaging in other people's conversation, even if it's for 15 minutes a day, I do believe you've got to do the work. And that's the thing. I subscribe to this idea of letting it be easy. And the reason I subscribe to that, I guess, motto is because I never let it be easy. Like I'm always thinking, I grew up in a blue collar household that if you're not working incredibly hard and killing yourself, then you're likely not working hard enough. Right. And so I have that horrible mentality in my head all the time that I literally have gone to therapy to work on it because I don't want everything to have to be hard all mm-hmm. the time. Okay. And so when it comes to online marketing in general, Keep telling yourself, well, what if I would let this be easy? I don't have to kill myself in this Facebook group showing up for hours every day doing videos and all this stuff that's difficult for me right now. But if I let it be easy and enjoyable, what what would that look like? And I think your audience can feel that. So, although I struggle with it, I also really make a point to to let it be easy you and enjoyable. Make everything look easy. I well, I easy. must be Your doing voice. something you have right like the because it's does like so Easy it.
0: to listen to you. Oh. You're just so sweet and vulnerable and kind and honest. Even when you just said, "Like I went to therapy," I, I talk about that stuff too. Like I'm not—I'm a work in progress, like everybody oh, else. But amen you, to that. You, yeah. Right. But you make everything look easy. I do so, have a good team. So I'll, I'll give a shout out to my team for well, sure. So I don't awesome. have to do it alone. See, that's like you to do that. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but my question, one of the things that you talked about is this idea of like people think, well, I can't create a group or I can't create a blog if I'm not an expert, right? Oh, so yes. Let's talk about that because that gets in everybody's way. And you talked about yes. this on your... If you, if you guys want more about this, go to her podcast. But what, what does that mean that you don't have to be an expert?
1: Okay. So there's... This is such a great topic. I really do believe that most of us, especially when we're just starting out, don't believe that we truly are the expert in this area. Exactly. And that the term expert can, you know, it's it's relative in some some areas oh, there. Exactly. So When I was just starting out, by all means, I was not a social media expert. However, I would get in the trenches when I was at Tony Robbins. I got to create his Facebook page and work on that. Not alone, but I got to work on it with the team. And I got to see how he was using Twitter and all that good stuff. So I got my hands in there and I got in the trenches and I learned it and I did it in any capacity that I could. So that when I went out on my own, I took all those experiences, I knew what worked and what didn't work, and I started to teach them and apply them in the best possible way. Now, I say all that because You can't just say you're an expert and have nothing to prove for it. (laughs) You know, we have to be careful there. So if you haven't gotten results for yourself or somebody else, it could be even for your mom or your sister. It doesn't matter. But if you got results for you or somebody else, then you can go teach about how you got results. And I think that is fair and it's rooted in realness, like something really happened, here's what you did, these are the steps you took, and now look what happened. That is all fair game. But you have to be careful, and this happens a lot online. Somebody hasn't really gotten the results, but they're teaching it. Or I'm not even a big fan of Uh, doing something even though you haven't gotten results and and showing everybody what you're doing and expect them to want to pay money to work with you before you have those results. So I don't know, this part, I might be sounding a little bit of wishy-washy, I think in your gut, you know if you have something special that you can share, and I believe everybody does, you have something special that you can share and talk about online and it will be of value to somebody else. You don't necessarily have to have huge results in order to step up and say, This is what I want to share on my blog. Yeah. Does that make sense though? Because it kind of it's such a fine line.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that makes total sense. I mean, I know when I was thinking about starting my course, I thought okay, you know, I've been making, I've been making a few hundred thousand dollars a year writing music, but there's people so much more famous than me. Like, you know, beyond. Right. And then someone's like, yeah, but they're not teaching it. And, and you yes. you, know, you have been written about in all these magazines because you do a really good job of the DIY hustle and getting stuff done and making, you know, being able to buy a house from it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not famous.
1: You know, they're like, that's okay. I you know like, that's totally okay. You have proven results. You've done it. That's yeah, all that I think matters. That's what you're saying. Like you don't yes, thank a, you for you to
0: miss or have a book. You just have <laughs> yes. to have, have results, you know, that you've been able to do this. So yes. when you're creating all of this content, one of the goals here is to create your email list, correct? Yes. Okay. Why is that so essential to have an email list?
1: Okay. So what I loved when you and I first started to talk is you said, listen, I write music and I believe that I and I know I need an email list. Oh and you know, we talked about other people and what they do and the fact that an email list is valuable. So I believe that no matter what type of business you are growing online, you need an email list. You need people to give you their name and email, which is a hot commodity in exchange for your information. It's their way of raising their hand and saying, yes, I actually want to hear more from you. So please send me the goods that you've got. I want I want to know about this topic even more. And so here's the deal. I always say that the energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list. Oh so the energy gosh. of your that's, business. That's big. That's a big thing. <laughs> it amazing. is. And it's true. So the energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list, meaning that when you want to build a community and you want people to pay attention to you putting out your free stuff, and then when you're ready to sell, you want that community to say, I am ready to buy. In order for that to happen, you need to create that energy of your business that people want to hear from you. They're hanging on every word. They're excited to receive your email. Mm. And the first time I promoted, I had grown an email list to about 600 people, but I had not nurtured it. I wasn't emailing them regularly. I wasn't building that relationship. Mm, yeah. So I promoted my first course and I was devastated by <laughs> the results because nobody was paying attention. No. And in that moment, I realized, okay, It's not just enough to get people to sign up for your email list, but also you want to be reaching out to them on a consistent basis. You want to be asking them questions and having them hit reply and and sending you information and telling you about themselves as well. You want it to be kind of like a two-way conversation as much as possible. I'll tell you the bigger your email list gets, the less that is possible. So take advantage of when it's small to say, hey, I'd love to know X, Y, Z, just hit reply and let me know. And then if your email list is really small and you can write back, you are creating customers for life.
0: Wow. So
1: take advantage of those small email lists while they're small so you can really build those loyal followers that will be with you forever. But again, you really do not have a viable business. In most cases, if you do not have a list that at any time you could go to and say, I've got this new opportunity. I'd love for you to hear about it. Here it is. And people actually will spend money and want to sign up for your services, your products, your programs.
0: And Amy, by the way, has an amazing class called List Builders Lab. So (laughs) should people always be having something running, like an offer to just opt in to your list? Is that the way you do it? Or is that
1: your, okay. I, I call it the core lead magnet. And I do believe that everybody who has a platform online, so just a website, no matter how simple that website is, I believe that everybody should have one lead magnet, which is a freebie, some kind of giveaway that people could come and kind of learn more about you and then click a button and sign up for whatever that freebie is. So yeah. I'm talking about a cheat sheet, a checklist some kind of printout, a blueprint, whatever you want it to be, whatever makes sense for you, that those terms might not equate as well for a creative entrepreneur. So you can think of what might be really valuable to your audience. You want to give away some of your best stuff for free. And that will help you start to grow your email list.
0: That's awesome. I was on Nick Loper's podcast, and he said there's this guy who teaches piano. And he's making $30,000 a month. He like teaches people how to, on an online platform, like to do, like to write great oh My God, I love it. It doesn't matter if you're a creative person. It doesn't matter if you have an Etsy shop, whatever it is. Everyone needs an audience to, to like yes. bring that work to. Um, here's a question that comes up all the time. So, okay, you hit the ground running, you're inspired for a few days, and then you get in your slump. And how do you get re-inspired or how do you recommit yourself to things? Because it does take consistency, and it does take some work. You talked about this recently, actually, about your summer. So how yes. do you keep yourself inspired or create when you're uninspired?
1: <laughs> I definitely have those moments where I was, as you mentioned, this summer, I felt like I got myself into this weird rut that I wasn't excited to work on the projects I'm working on. I wasn't excited to record my podcast and and even just get on social media and have these conversations that I used to love having. So I thought something's wrong. So the first thing is I really do believe that we need to just acknowledge, okay, something's not right here and I'm not excited. And there's no point in creating a business when you are not excited about the work you're doing. Cause you might as well go back to a nine to five where you're getting benefits and nice. a regular paycheck. Right. So that one of the benefits of creating your own business is you get to enjoy everything you're working on. So my husband often reminds me when I complain about anything I do in my work, he often says, why don't you talk to your boss about that? Which kind of like snaps me back into, oh yeah, I am calling the shot. So if something's not working, I can change it. So first just remember as an entrepreneur, you have the freedom to create the life and the business exactly how you want it to be. It's not You're not always going to work on everything that gets you super excited. We all still have those things that we've got to still pay the bills and the paperwork and all that. But most of the time, you should be enjoying what you're doing. Now, if you get to that point that for some reason, like I did this summer, I just wasn't like you said I realized when I was in a rut and the one of the reasons was I just felt uninspired around my space I needed to change my location quite honestly so I started to work a few days a week at a co-working space Smarter. new people yeah. new environment I actually have a project manager. I have a very small team, but my project manager, she's a lot of fun. Her name's Chloe. She's a lot of fun to pitch and catch with. Doing it in person, I didn't realize, really kind of charges me versus just over the phone on Skype. Yeah. So getting in somebody else's proximity that I really enjoy spending time with and getting out of my uh, environment for a while, really, really important. Yep. Also, I wasn't fueling my brain. So if you're feeling uninspired, mm. one of the things that can help is listen to a new podcast. Stop and it does Amy's not. Podcast. I love it. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be about business. But if you want to listen to mine, by all means, yeah, you're welcome. No, it's so.
0: That's honestly, that's such good advice. Because when I listen to your stuff, I'm like, oh, I have 16 new ideas. And then I get yes. like excited.
1: Yeah. Find somebody that you genuinely like to listen to. And you know that they can start moving you in a different direction. So podcasts are a great idea as well as just getting into a new book. Or um, I was listening to Brian Clark of uh, blogger, a while ago and he said, watch some TV shows that have nothing to do with business or listen to podcasts that have nothing to do with business because you're gonna get new ideas. So like if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, you might need to start (laughs) watching Game of Thrones because you never know what might spark a little extra creativity. So get out of the normal for you and start doing a few little things that are different. And I promise you that can re-inspire you. That's good advice. It reminds me of in the book, The Artist's Way, when she talks about like, you have to take yourself on an
0: artist date. You have to like, you know, go to a museum or get some sidewalk chalk or just go to a movie by yourself. Like just get yourself in an environment of doing things that are like going to maybe invoke that in you. And we do forget to do that. We totally forget to do that. And we think it's just going to come like it's just and something's wrong with us if it doesn't come. So I wanted to know what you think is the best piece of advice you ever got.
1: Oh, it's from my dad. It started in second grade when I would get out of the car to go to elementary school. And he said, it's better to listen than to talk. And in my line of work, I talk a lot. However, when I get quiet and listen to what my students are saying and where they're struggling and what they need, I become such a better teacher and create so many better products with that. That's so beautiful. And what's
0: your advice to people who are listening?
1: My advice is that you can't wait to feel confident in what you're doing in order to start. And you can't wait till you're not scared or feeling completely on your game in order to dive in and create this business that you want. I will tell you that my life is incredibly different than it was when I was in a nine to five job. And I can't even imagine ever going back. But it wasn't because I did it. And I overcame fear or that I became incredibly confident. I still deal (laughs) with a lack of confidence. And I definitely still do things very, very scared. But do it scared, do it without the confidence. And I promise you, it does get easier.
0: That is amazing advice. And clearly it worked out extremely well. (laughs) Uh, We didn't talk about that, but how long did it take from the time you left Robbins to the time you were, you know, earning enough money to to have a a business? Two
1: full years. Okay. It took two full years for me not to make tons and tons of money, but enough that I thought, okay, I don't have to go back to my nine to five. Those first two years I tell my husband almost daily, I think I'm going to have to go back to my nine to five job. So (laughs) two years later, I stopped saying that. And then three years into it is when I really felt like, okay, I am making some great money and making an impact. So it took a while. And how many years has it been now?
0: So that was in 2000,
1: uh, late 2009, early 2010. So what is it? Almost seven years. Wow. Look what you've built. Honestly. I know. i sometimes I, I just take a moment and think, I can't believe how far I've come in a short period of time. At least for me that it felt like it went by really fast. So I do have my moments that I'm like, I'm very proud of this.
0: One of the things that you inspire me is like, you you changed your office setting now, but you used to sit at your, I think it was like your dining room table in your like yes. beautiful house is like behind you. And yeah. just like you just always, since I've known you, like in my mind, you're like such an inspiration to me of someone who, um, at least it appears like you didn't have this fear of success. You allowed yourself to just enjoy, like you enjoy your husband, you enjoy your home, mm-hmm. you, you just enjoy your work. And you will, I feel like there's so much. Fear of success or shame around, like, well, I shouldn't be that happy. Like somebody else can be yes. happy, but I'll just settle for this. And you going and doing your thing and being successful, just
1: that inspires me. Just that in of itself, let Which alone what I love you talk to about. To hear that. Because sometimes in my mind, we live in this big, beautiful, gorgeous house in California. However, you probably know this because you definitely listen to my stuff, which I absolutely love. <laughs> we came from a really small condo before we moved here. We oh, saved and saved, and saved and saved. Oh, know I'm that. so glad I told you that. So we had this little uh, condo. There's the three of us there, and we lived there way longer than I wanted to. But I, we really wanted to buy our own house, and so. We saved and saved and saved. So now when we we come to this home, and it's not a mansion or anything, it just feels very big it's compared to beautiful. a condo. It looks so beautiful, yeah. And thank you. And sometimes uh, Hobie, my husband and I, will go out into the spa. And the spa outside in the backyard overlooks the whole house. And we sit there and we think, I can't believe this is ours considering not too long ago, three years ago, we lived in this little condo, mm-hmm. thought we would never get out of there. So there are those moments that... First I remember where I came from and then I wanna share what I have now because I want other people to know, don't be afraid that this is so deserving and this could all anything you want could be yours, but you need to know that you really do deserve it. And I think that part's important. Being knowing you're worthy.
0: People don't feel that way. Really. I know myself, like, you know, we started to do better and we were at the Hotel Bel Air, like we went a few months ago. And I was I went in the shower and I I started to cry because I was like, Mm. oh, my God, I'm I I can't believe I'm like here getting to like enjoy this shower and the food and that we can afford this suite here. And my husband and I paid for our own wedding and I put myself through college and we've just sort of been hustling. And and then we are. And and then I thought, but every every person in the world deserves to have like a good sandwich and a pretty sunset and to do work that they enjoy. How do you get yourself to just believe that when you don't?
1: One of the things I think that has helped me is that I'm showing up every single day in my business, not in a perfect way, and not. Sometimes I feel like I need to work harder or whatever that might be. It's kind of. (laughs) I'm, I'm showing up every single day, so I don't know if this is the right answer, but just to be really transparent for me, coming from that blue collar family, I know that I work hard, and so I feel that that my hard work and showing up daily. I remind myself every day. You deserve this. However, that's not the best answer because also when I work with my therapist, she always says even if you didn't show up every day to work hard, you are still completely worthy of good things. Yeah, so true. And so that's the part that I have to be really careful of.
0: Yeah, I think me too. I'm like such like over.
1: We don't have to kill ourselves to enjoy that Bel Air experience, but. But I think it is important. I'm pretty sure you would agree that it feels good knowing like I did some really amazing work to get here. It's true. And I'm proud of that. It's true. And I do think
0: that it's sort of like directly in proportion to how much you serve in terms of like not just like decimal points, but when you're serving the world, when something that you have truly inspires or touches other lives, it comes back. There's very few people like you who can be as successful as you are and so humble, graceful, smart, caring, like you're this is why. And it's just going to continue to like multiply because the people that your legacy is how many people feel good around you and then feel better about themselves and then actually have tools that could have taken them years of trial and error to never even find. (laughs) And they spend a year with you and
1: they're like set for life. So I love that. I'm going to remember that one.
0: So to get more of this delightfulness and as we're closing out here, um, how can people find you? Where do you want to send them to?
1: Well, thank you for asking. If you go to amyporterfield.com across the top of my website, you'll see podcast. And you can dive into a lot of tips and tricks and get some free advice on building your online business. Ah amazing
0: thank you for spending this entire hour talking to us and just filling us with beautiful ideas and you're so down to earth it's so obvious <laughs> that that is like it's just very unusual and rare and refreshing
1: and um and thank you thank you so thank much thank you Amy. so much you literally have made my whole week and it's only oh Monday God. so thank oh you so God, much good
0: <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so happy that Amy was here she is someone who uh, I just absolutely love everything she does. So I think that that's going to be something that's really helpful with everything she said. So here are some takeaways. Number one, if you don't know the answer, take an educated guess. You can go back and fix it later. Number two. You don't have to be an expert if you want to start a conversation number three the energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list number four there's no point in creating a business if you're not excited about the work number five when you're in a rut get out of the norm number six it's better to listen than to talk and number seven don't wait for fear or lack of confidence to go away before you start otherwise you'll never dive in Make sure to download that worksheet. You can find it in the show notes here, or you can find it in the show notes on our website, don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Go to the podcast uh, tab and then look for this episode. You can download it there. And join me this coming Thursday for Facebook Live, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. I'll see you guys there on Thursday. Um, as we close out the show, here's a song I wrote called Turn the Sunshine On, which I thought was appropriate for today. It's a song about helping each other and paying it forward and doing a little bit more good. And I also thought because the metaphor is Turn the Sunshine On, it was a great song to end with, hoping that we're sending more sunshine to Florida and having you guys in our thoughts. I love you guys. I'm thinking about you, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. When your car won't
2: start, when you broke your heart, the lights all turn to red. When you pay the cost When your dream gets lost Spinning circles in your head Hey, what do you say? Do you call it up?